Hello, and welcome to our fourth episode of Cyber Snacks, where we serve up cybersecurity tips that are short, simple, actionable, and reasonable. Today, I'm delighted to have Rick Creel with the Ohio State Bar Insurance Agency on as my guest. I've known and worked with Rick for years, and he's always been a great source of information when it comes to cyber liability insurance. Rick, I briefed you on the goal of the show and how we try to keep it to around five minutes. So I'm not going to talk much more. I'm going to jump straight into the question. We all know that the cyber liability insurance market is really tight right now. Premiums are on the rise and the requirements to even get insurance are getting more and more strict. From what you see right now in the insurance market, if you could offer one actionable tip to our listeners before they even apply for cyber liability insurance, what would that be? Well, my, yeah, that's, that's a good question. The thing what I would find firms is what are they doing to protect their data? Okay. So when you say that, are you talking about, uh, the technical controls, the actual protection steps that they're taking before they even apply? Yes, that, um, and the second component too is what insurers really look at is if they had any claims. Have they had any claims dealing with like ransomware, email frauds? You know, um, there are certain components out there that insurers are looking at too and seeing have they had claims already? So, um, and if they've had claims, what are they doing now to protect the data that they have and how are they moving forward in the right direction? Because the insurance is there, but you need to make sure too, you're internally doing the things that you're doing to protect your data. So what you're saying then is you basically have to make sure your house is in order before you go to look for the insurance. Yes, yes. What are the common things that you're seeing when you mentioned these components that should be in place, what are the big ones? Well, the big ones are as far as, um, you know, I will just say that there are several components that the insurers really look at is, is their records? How many records do they have? Do they hold? Okay. So, and, and I guess the idea there is they're trying to determine, you know, how much liability there would be in the event of a breach. Correct. Okay, Correct. got it. Yeah. What about the, yeah. yeah, what about the technical controls that they're wanting to see everybody have before they apply? That's another very important component too, is what are they doing internally um, to protect the data that they've got? Um, are they using multi-factor authentications? Are they, you know, you know, as far as protecting their emails and things like that, as far as from frauds and that component. So we will fall that under what we call ransomware control. Okay. And so I know I've seen a lot of these applications. They're specifically asking for details on what kind of controls people have in place. And do you, I mean, my assumption is this is only going to get more and more onerous as things go. Would you say that that's likely? Absolutely true. Yes, it is. Yes. 
so what happens if somebody doesn't have all the controls? Do they just have no option for insurance? You're right. That's probably a lot of times that the, the insurers will not insure them. Or for that matter, if they do that, what type of limits will be offered? It may be low limits or in the premiums are really super high. But I would say most of the insurers now probably won't even offer. Is there any kind of list anywhere of, you know, if b- before you apply for cyber insurance, you should make sure that you have X, Y, and Z. Is, how do people go out and, and, and find out ahead of time what their insurance company is going to want to see? Well, that's good because we, sometimes what I do is provide an application form with them in advance so they can review that. And if they've got questions, they should connect with an individual like you and along with me to help answer questions or if there are certain components where they're looking at an application and not really understanding, um, they need to be in front of all this when they're ready to submit to get a quote or to try to get coverage sitting there. Um, And that's what I said, even with having an individual like you is very important because you can walk through a lot of the components and explain a lot of this to them as well and show them what they should be doing. So would it be fair then to say that the biggest tip that someone would could take when it comes to their cyber liability insurance is to look at and find out what they're going to be expected to have before they start the application process, instead of finding out once they're in their renewal cycle. Correct. Okay, great, great. I think that that's really useful. Um, Now, what about people that currently have active cyber insurance? Does that tip change anything for them? It does at times. What we're also seeing, especially when um, they go through a renewal process, there might be more questions now on that application that they need to be completing correctly. So they'll come back or I'll be up in front of them as well and saying, here's the renewal application. A lot of times renewal application might be a little bit more broader, but the other component too is what I'm seeing is if entities have higher revenues coming in, and technically, too, that I've seen times where premiums do come up a little bit as well because of their internal um, you know, revenues that come in. So it means that they're doing more and more work out there. And so they're bringing in more, more you know, incomes and things like that. So that's what the carriers kind of look at. And that's usually why they also bring up the premium costs to, Got to it. the insurance. Yep. Got it. Well, Rick. I think that this is really helpful, you know, just to kind of wrap up what we talked about, you know, the key thing here is the requirements are getting more and more strict and they can have uh, significant impacts on your premiums and your ability even to obtain coverage. And so what Rick is recommending is get out ahead of this. Don't wait until it's time to either get cyber insurance or renew cyber insurance, but instead find out what's going to be expected 
beforehand. In other words, have good practices before you even go for the insurance piece. So I think that's really helpful. Rick, thank you very much for being on the show this week. And I hope you have an awesome rest of the day and a great rest of your week. Well, thank you. No, I appreciate you even bringing me on board to go over a lot of this. And, um, you know, I do enjoy being able to help firms, entities, um, you know, get their, that cyber coverage there in place. And um, it's good to be able in front of this. And I appreciate you putting me on the call today. Thank you so much, Rick. And everyone, tune in again next week for our next episode. Thank you.